Thank you for tuning into this teaching. We hope this message blesses you. Our mission as Marigold Church is to do anything and everything so that anyone, everyone can encounter the real Jesus. We hope as you listen to this, you encounter the real Jesus. Let him transform your mind, transform your heart, and encounter you today. Hello and welcome back. We are continuing in 1 Peter and we're going to get into uh, chapter 3 now. There's only five chapters in 1 Peter and we've been doing this verse by verse and if you're tuning in for the first time and you know hey don't feel don't feel like you're being left out we, we can pick up right here and we've got the videos uh, uh, available as well you can go back and watch them in order and get to this point but before we get into it I just want to do something uh, just kind of go over a couple things and then and then we'll, we'll pray and get into it the first thing I want to say is this is very different. I know it's different. I know this is, it's not a, you know, like a rah, 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 or in your face type thing. And, and, and it's like this for, for a purpose and a reason. We'll, this is more of a teaching than necessarily a, uh, a preaching. And I, I, you know, kind of, I think you can kind of go in and out of both. So this is really just, I'm trying to stay in, the, in this teaching mode and do this verse by verse. And, and the goal in this is, is a lot less of, hey, let's cheer you up, and a lot more of, let's build you up. I really want to make sure that, that we're setting a foundation of, of sound doctrine and sound disciplines and sound teachings and, and understandings of the Scripture. I believe First Peter is, is, a, is a great place to do that. And it's got a lot of doctrine jammed into a short, short book. It's only five short chapters. And so it's easy to read. It, it, it covers a lot of things. And I think it challenges you. It challenges you if you're a new believer to really kind of uh, jump in. We see that in uh, Peter in, in his life. He went from a simple fisherman and here he is. God has transformed his life. Jesus has transformed his life. And now as he, as he goes forward in his ministry, and he's been in the ministry for, for several years now, you know, 30-something years now, and, and, he's, and he's worked out his understanding. He's worked out these revelations that God has given him, these understandings that God has given him through the process of that. And we see the process that Peter's gone through you know, be, being saved and, and through this justification. And now as we see him in this sanctification or being sanctified or being cleaned up and set apart and, and really conquering the power of sin in his life. And he, and he really lays this out really well and, I, and just does it in a way that, yes, it, it, there's, there's depth here, but there's also, uh, it's very practical as well. And so I just want to encourage you, this is not one of those that you necessarily just play in the car, although I, I do encourage you if you can play this on your way to work, on your way home, if you're, if you're on the drive or whatever, if you're sitting in the living room or, or maybe doing something around the house, hey, feel free to put it on. But more than that, I encourage you to really sit down and open your Bible, read along, and take notes. There's something uh, just there's something so much more value in doing that. I think it's a, it's a worthy investment to take the time to truly understand the scripture, especially in times like this when we have all these other 
you know, gospels or quote unquote gospels, they're really anti-gospels being taught. And you have uh, this, you know, this kind of this, uh, you know, tickling of the ear of, of, you know, you have so many people that will tell you what you want to hear and never truly give you the truth of the gospel. And that's not what we're going to do here. I'm against that. I don't believe in that. I believe it sends people to hell. I believe it, 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 it keeps people trapped. It keeps people enslaved to sin. Our goal is to see the gospel for what it is. If you accept it, great. If you reject it, that's, that's on you. But, you. but our goal with, with Marigold Church is uh, to do anything and everything so that anyone and everyone can encounter the real Jesus, okay? We're not here to make you believe. But we do want you to encounter the real Jesus. From there, you decide, do, do I believe in him? Am I, am I ready to receive his spirit? Do, do I want to be baptized? Do I want to take on this way or the, take on this journey with Christ? Or do I, do I say, you know what, I don't want this. I would much rather you say, hey, I reject this completely than to to be in this one foot in and one foot out type thing because it will it, it will not benefit you it will hurt people around you and it and in the end there's it's the same hell okay and so i know that's a harsh word i know that's that's tough but it's important that you hear truth and that's what we're here to to do so we're going to get into uh first peter chapter three before we do that let's pray lord i thank you I thank you, Father, for what you've been doing and what you're continuing to do in this. I thank you, Lord, that you're stretching me. Lord, this is something I've never done, just going verse by verse in this way, uh, in, in this kind of context. And so thank you so much for the opportunity to do this and really to let your word speak to us. Lord, I thank you as my voice is heard beyond hearing my voice, Lord, I, I ask that, uh, that whoever's listening to this, that, Lord, they would hear your spirit that your spirit would, would speak through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And amen just means so be it or, or, or I agree with it or let it be done. And so here we go. So chapter 3, verse 1. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husbands. So before, we, before you turn it off, let me, let me kind of go back to something. So... In chapter, at the end of chapter 2, in verse 21, let me read that, and then you'll understand why he's saying in the same way, okay? So, uh, in verse 21, chapter 2, it says, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for, for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth, and while being reviled, or verbally abused, he did not re revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed, for you were continually straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. And now we'll go back to that chapter 3, verse 1. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if there, uh, any of them are disobedient to the word, 
that may be one, they may be one without a word by the behavior of their wives. Let me read that again. I know I kind of stumbled through that. In the same way, you wives be submissive to your own husbands so, they, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be one without a word by the behavior of their wives. So what he's talking about at the end of chapter two is really how Christ is the husband and the church is the bride or the wife. And so it's saying just like Jesus laid down his, his, his life for his wife, we as husbands are to lay down our lives for our wives. We're to be there for them, to love them, to be faithful, to be honest and true and all these things. Therefore, wives, be submissive to your husband, not in an inferior, you know, just one is over the other. It's not, it's not about that as far as, you know, a, a man is not to trample on his wife. It's not that. In fact, in Genesis, I've heard it put this way. In Genesis, when Eve um, was taken from Adam, you know, Adam was formed from the dirt, from the dust of the ground. Eve was formed from the side or the rib of Adam is what it says. And it's talking about just the, the DNA of Adam. But what, he, what it's, I like that idea of being taken away from the side. I heard someone say it like this. Um, the wife did not come from on top of Adam's head to be over him and did not be and was not taken from his foot to be under him, but taken from his side to be that completing side, that partner, that that side partner. The difference is and the reason we have submission is because we have order. Now, when we talk about submission, we're not talking about this cowering in fear. We're talking about order. So we're not going to be towering and cowering in fear from Jesus. No, we know he loves us. We know he has our best interest in mind. And so when we, when we talk about submitting to God, we're not submitting out of like in this bondage slave. No, we're submitting because there's trust and there's love and there's respect there. And that's what he's saying and saying about, uh, you know, it really comes down to wives respecting your husbands. And if they're an unbeliever, you can actually win your husband by your behavior. And, and, and we're talking about behavior talk, in your actions, in the way you act, in the way you, you behave socially and behave in, in the home. And, and just that you would really be drawing your husband in in this matter. And so it really talks about the husband. You know, that's one thing that you'll find in, in churches throughout the world, not just in America, but throughout the world is the women come to church and the women are drawn in by the Holy Spirit and, and so easily uh, drawn in to, to the church and everything that goes on in the church and the men, oh, that, that's something, that's for my wife. Oh, that's for the kids. But, you know, it says, that's why it kind of really uses the wife in that sense. If, if that's the case in your home and, you're, and you've gone forward, you in your actions can actually draw your husband in and not, in, not by preaching to him, not by condemning him, but by really seeing, uh, when he sees a change in your life, he's going to be like, man, there, 
what's 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 up with that? You know, and I'm I'm talking like, hey, you know, man, ever since my wife got saved, man, the food got better. She's been cooking for me. The house is getting clean better. You know, she's man, she's she's respecting me. She's listening to me. She doesn't interrupt me. Man, the sex got better. Man, I want to know more about this Jesus thing. You can you can actually you know, win your husband over to Christ. And so same thing, husbands, if maybe you're the one uh, in that position, you can win your wife over to Christ in your actions, in your behaviors. Do, are you loving her? Are you, are you showing her respect? Are, are you uh, demanding a respect to her from the kids and, and, and things of that nature? Wow, you know, all of a sudden she's not having to pick up after you all the time. You, you know, your, 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 your talk got a little bit sweeter and and so I think all those things matter in how we treat our spouses and the way it talks about, and, and this is a good example of, 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 the, of the sacrifice that Christ is for the church. That is, that is our, our place as husbands. So yes, a, a wife is to be submissive, but not because of this dominion effect. It's really about our responsibility effect. Husbands, you need to understand when God comes to speak to the house, he's going to speak to you. There is, yes, there, there's kind of that benefit of I'm the head of the house, but there's that responsibility that comes with it. And that's the big thing. You will have to give an account for how you did as a husband and a father. So do your best. The Holy Spirit is here to help you and guide you and walk you through that. So in verse two, it says, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. It's talking to the wives here. So your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Now here, he's going to give a great example. When we look at the father of our faith, we look at Abraham, right? But we cannot overlook Sarah. It's really important that we look at how Sarah was it behaved and, and carried herself. And when we say behaved, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about like a, a, a child that behaves with their parents. We're talking about just your, your, your behavior, the way you carry yourself, the way uh, you, you walk about. And, and, and it, talk, it gives this example of Abraham's wife, Sarah. And it says this, it says, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And this is just giving him respect. You have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. In other words, there, there's, there, there comes this thing where, and I've seen this a lot of times where a, a woman would be in church and they'll be talking about how they want their husband to, to really know the Lord and, and you know they're praying for their husband and this and that. And so then the husband comes in and, and is like, you know, they come in. And then now all of a sudden the woman is threatened because the husband's on fire for Christ. He's, he wants to know, he, he wants to read the Bible. He, he wants to be, he doesn't want to just join the wife in the Bible study. Now he's, man, I want to lead this thing out. I want to get into this. I want to learn more about this God. And, and the wife was like, it, you know, I've seen this where the wife is like, 
wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like, hey, you're, you're taking over my spot. And, it, and it's, it's at that time, it, it's important that you submit because that's, that's what you prayed for. That's what you wanted. You wanted a godly husband. And for your husband to be a truly godly husband, he's got to be in the right place in the home. He's got to be the head of the, uh, of, the, of the home, just like Christ is the head of the church, okay? It doesn't mean your, your husband is perfect. Men, that doesn't mean you got to be perfect. But you got to be truthful and you got to be honest in your walk, okay? None of this hiding and, and you know, and, and one foot in and one foot out and only, you know, only, you know, talking about God when it talks about wives submitting to their husband. No, that's, that's not fair and that's not what we're talking about here. And it talks about how Sarah, when you, when you read in Genesis about Sarah, you know, it, it mentions many, many times that Sarah was beautiful, that, that even pharaohs were attracted to her beauty. And it was so much more, because remember, Sarah was an old woman. Sarah was, uh, you know, in her 60s and 70s, 80s, 90s, when, when, we're, when we're hearing about her, and yet it always talks about how beautiful she was. There was this attraction to her. It was so much more than gold and the way she did her hair. It was so much more than that. It was truly the way she carried herself. What was attractive was her, on, her honor. There's an attractive quality to a woman who gives honor where honor is due. When, when, a young, when a young lady honors her father, it's so attractive. There's just, you, it's just, you, you, you can't put, makeup can't make that happen. You know, the right dye in the hair can't make that happen. The right whatever can't make that. There's just this something. It's, it's much the same, I would say, the way, you know, uh, many times if you see like a, a, a pregnant woman, uh, the woman that's, uh, that's going to, be, you know, stepping into motherhood, and you'll say, man, there's just this glow about her. There's just, there's just something There's just so beautiful about her. Man, she's, she's excited to uh, be getting ready to give birth. There's just... You, you can't make that. You can't, you can't uh, you know, dress that in a certain way to make that. You can't put makeup on it. You can't do a hair to make that, make that kind of beauty. That's a, there's something uh, radiant and glowing about that. There's something radiant and glowing about a woman who gives honor. All right. So, and don't be afraid. Women, don't be afraid. Hey, well, if I do that, then I'm going to be trampled on. You know, hey, cast away all that fear. Give that to God and let him work that out. And here we go. I know that was exciting for the men. Men are like, hey, man, I've probably got more views than I've ever gotten. But now here we go. Verse seven. You husbands in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman. Now notice it does not say because she is weaker. In many cases, that's not the case. We've got some really strong women. We, my wife, I, you know, Jen, she is a tough cookie. She is a strong woman and she can hold her own, okay? And so in, in all honesty, there are some times where I am a little afraid of her, all right? But, but you know, she's, she can hold her own and she's, she only stands up, what, five foot one and she's little, but she is a firecracker. So we're not, and so this is definitely, when you put her and I together, you're not looking at, oh, look how weak she is. No, she is a tough woman. And, and that's, that's a great thing. That's a good thing. So the scripture doesn't say because she's weak, 
It says husbands treat her as if she were the weaker one. How would you treat her? You know, you would treat her with like just this kit gloves, like, and not because she needs it. It's just, but it's, it's in this way that it's, you, you take care of her. She's gentle. She's, yes, and women have, can put on a great facade, especially moms, man. Moms are tough. You know, you got that mother hen uh, in the house. She's tough, especially if you mess with her babies. But I'm telling you, as men, we are to treat her with a respect and a, and a, and a gentleness that is different. Not, it's not like hanging. Don't treat your wife like a bro. You know, like one of the guys, don't do that. That's very dishonoring, and, it, and it's very dishonoring to her. It's dishonoring to God. No matter how tough she is, treat her as if, not because, but as if she was weaker. Since she's a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. The way you treat your wife, according to this, is a direct influencer in your prayer life. You can pray to your blue in the face on how you want a good family, on how you want a loving home, on how you want prosperity in your home and how you want peace in your home. And you can pray that till you're blue in the face. But if you pray that and pray that and pray that, but you are not, your actions are not lining up with that as far as the way you treat your spouse, all your prayers aren't going to mean anything, okay? Because I'm telling you, there's some action to put. There's a responsibility. Yes, there's a sovereignty of God. And yes, God is good. And yes, God is faithful. But you have a responsibility in this. God has given you this responsibility. So uh, in verse eight, it says, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble, in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult. How many times have we done that? Our spouse tells us something, they cut us. What is our first instinct? Babe, I know you didn't mean that. It's okay. No, we want to go right back at him. Oh, you want to jab me with a knife? I got a sword over here. You want me and, and, and no one can jab you like a spouse, right? Because they know you more than anybody else and you know them more than anybody else and they can talk about how their, their junk don't stink but you've been in the restroom right after them so you know better. And so there's this, oh man, you, you can go right, af, right at it after each other and be, you know, uh, and, you, and you said this and what about, and you can start bringing up things from, you know, 10 years before y'all even met because you've got this toughness and this, this and so don't return that don't return evil for evil don't return this this jabbing for another jab don't do that no one god is not glorified in that it does not help your cause it does not build your family so don't do that but but giving a blessing instead so when they insult you when they do bless them instead bless them i'm working on that one that's not an easy one for me Okay, because I'm easily like, yeah, you know, like, I don't think, you got me, you know, I'm ready. And so, um, so I'm working in that one. That's, that's one God has still been working on me about. So for you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Four, and it said, verse 10, the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil 
and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So God, you know, God is looking. He's on the lookout for righteousness. And, and I would love for God to look at your marriage and see righteousness and, and look in your marriage and say, man, that, there's, some, there's some faith there because they're praying and they're putting action behind their prayers. That's, that's when you know faith is real is when there's some action behind it. You know, I can, I'm, God, I'm believing, I'm believing that you're working in my spouse. Then why are you so defensive? Why are you trying to fix your spouse? If you're believing God to do it, why do you keep doing it? If you believe in God working things out, why do you keep trying to work them out? Why do you keep trying to do it in your own strength? Hey, if you really believe it and you're praying for things in your family, put action behind it. And here's the action. Love, respect, you know, mercy, grace, all these things. Let these things be filling your home, not arguing and, 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 you know, trying to, you know, self-preservation and, and, you know, you got me, so I'm going to get you, or I'm going to show you next time. And, and, you know, don't do all that. No, God is not glorified in that. Your prayers are not answered in that. And I want to just talk just, you know, just at families, you know, if you're, if you're a family, maybe you're a, 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 a maybe a newly married couple, maybe you've been married for a long time. Maybe you're in a blended family. I want to just encourage you. It, it puts a lot of emphasis here between the husband and the wife, the wife and the husband, okay? So there's, there's an emphasis on this relationship. Too many times we put too much emphasis on our kids' feelings and on, their, on our kids' welfare and our kids, you know, are, are our kids taken care of? Are they? And I'm not saying you don't do that, but our first priority is not our kids, our first priority is our spouse. Make sure you're taking care of your spouse. The best way to take care of your kids is to take care of your spouse. You know, it breaks my heart when I see such a beautiful families that, you know, have, have been together for a while and, you, you know, you have, you have kids involved and everything and, and, and you, have, you see all the stuff. They've got the great career. They've got the, the nice house. They got, and the kids are all in, in Little League. And, 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 they're, and you see all this from the outside. And then, and then you see this fall apart because everything was put towards the kids or, or towards the job or towards the career or, or towards hobbies. And, and there was the, the same care and the same attention was never paid towards the spouse. And, and to see a family break apart, it's heartbreaking. It truly is heartbreaking. The best gift that you could ever give your kids is to love your spouse, to treat them with respect. I'm telling you, you can teach your kids a lot of things, but there are certain things that are just caught in the home. They are caught. You know, if you see mom argue and you see dad argue, you're going to do that. It's going it, to, it, it become, when you get married, it, oh, that's just the way it is. And no, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And I'm not saying there can't be disagreements. I'm, I don't agree with myself all the time. How am I going to agree with my wife all the time? So I'm not talking about disagreements. 
What I'm talking about is in the way we go about the disagreements, the way we go about working things out with the kids. You may have a certain way you want to do things with the kids and there may be another way to do it. But, you know, you got to work those things out in a godly and godly way. And, you know, and, and just keeping the order of the home. The man was just look at creation. The man was created first and he was given responsibility and he was given uh, like a direction to go in, in as far as career and everything. And so then and then the woman is made from man. So it, it, we're just talking about order here. We're talking about keeping order. If you're a single I'm going to talk to the single women real quick. If you are looking at a, a, a guy and he's hot stuff and Instagram, you know, candy and whatever else, but he ain't got a job, you just keep on swiping. In fact, erase him. Don't even give him the time of day. You know, don't do anything. Before God ever did anything with giving God, uh, uh, Adam a woman, he had a job. He had a direction for his life. If this guy, he can look pretty all he wants, but if he has no direction for his life, he has not heard from God, he is not moving forward in being a provider and doing all these things, he's, don't, you're wasting your time. Men, same thing. She can have the hots, the looks, everything else. Don't just look at that. Look for someone who's going to honor God, who's going to honor you. Let me tell you where I went wrong. You, most of you know, if you don't know, I've, I've, I was divorced. I was, I was married for 10 years and I had four kids and, and divorced. And it was, it was hell. I'm, 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 I'm not, not going to shy away from the word. It was hell. It was tough. It was tough. I never thought I'd get divorced. I never thought that that would happen to me. I never thought I'd go through that. I thought, hey, I'm a faithful husband. I'm doing all this. You know what? This is where I messed up. I was looking for someone who was going to love me and respect me and be faithful to me. And I thought I found that, you know, someone that was in the church and, and, and we, we were brought up together. And I was looking for someone who was going to not let me down. That was not going to leave me. That was going to not leave, you know, be, that was going to be faithful to me. I had it completely wrong. If man or woman, if men, if you're looking for a woman, woman, if you're looking for a man, don't look for someone who's got it all about you, who makes you happy, who makes you laugh, who's faithful to you, who's, no. The, the first priority in your life needs to be, are they faithful to God number one? Are they gonna honor and love God number one? I'm telling you, if they will honor God and they will be faithful to God, they can't help but be faithful and honoring to you, okay? And I'm talking about real faithfulness and real honor. I'm not talking about someone who can walk in a church and, and do and say all the right things. All right, I'm not talking about a, a, a church player, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a church hoe. Yes, I said it. All right, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about finding a godly man and a godly woman. I'm telling you, you will save yourself a thousand tears and, a, and so many troubles and years of your life when you seek someone who seeks God first.
All right, that was a that was a little tirade, a little rant, a little off the thing there. But and I think it's really important if you're building a family, build it in order. Okay, if you if you're married, this is not oh well, I need to trade it in. No, that's not. Be faithful. Be faithful to your spouse. Uh, honor them, love them, show them the love of God, show them the respect of God. I'm telling you, it's going to pay dividends in your life. There's nothing better than to, to, to be in this oneness with, with your spouse. I'm telling you, it's a picture of heaven. It's one little, it's just a smidget of our relationship with God. And, and really, marriage is not about happiness. And yeah, we want happiness and there's happy times, but marriage is about holiness. It's about someone who's gonna help you to become holy. I believe marriage is important in the sanctification process. If God's given you the gift of marriage, He's going to use it to sanctify you. If he's given you the gift of singleness, he's going to use it to sanctify you. It's not about happiness. It's about holiness. Um, I hope this helps you and we'll continue. I think that's a good stopping point. But let me just pray over you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of everyone that calls Marigold Church home. And those that have visited us visited us in the past and just continue to be a part of, of what we're doing and, and it just through Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube and, and just social media and, and all these media. Thank you, Father, for the media. I just, I appreciate this, these, these ways of getting the gospel out. So thank you for this. Thank you, Lord God. I just thank you for continuing to bless the people that are hearing this through just, just every time we hear your word, Lord, it's a blessing to us. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord God, that you're transforming our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if this message or any of the content that we've been putting out has blessed you and you're wondering how you can partner with us in generosity, there are a couple ways to do that. You can download the PushPay app and you can search Marigold Church and you can give that way. You could also set up reoccurring giving and it's really user friendly. It makes it really easy to give. You could also text Marigold to 77977 and give that way. We believe God moves through a generous heart and so we would love to see what God does through you as you partner with us and as we walk through this journey together.